coming to you live. You know the drill. My goodness, if you don't, you should by now. Here on the Burnley Dump Show, we do this Tuesday after Tuesday after Tuesday. I'm Big Game Bob on your local airwaves. However you're listening, why ever you're listening, we don't really care. We're just glad that you are listening. Good to be back, Los Angeles, California. You know how I know I'm back, but it's behind the glass in front of me. You're looking at the one and only, the heart and soul of the pod here, friend of the pod, Grace Ibrahim. Let's get this thing kicked right on off. Back, back to normal, Los Angeles, California. Last week's episode 25, my mom made her podcast debut, and boy, did she just light it up. Numbers were great. She put up big-time power numbers and just lit the pod on fire with the Ask Ma segment. May have to have her back on the show. The people like what they heard. They really did. But but eventually you got to get back to normal. Phenomenal week in Jupiter, Florida. My parents hosted Thanksgiving. You had people coming from all over the place. You know, it's just, it, it's going back home. It's just so funny to watch my mom and dad's antics. Because it, it's kind of got more and more exaggerated throughout the years. Just some of the shit that they do, you wouldn't believe. You know, my dad is extremely Larry David. He's got Larry Dave, David written all over him. You heard on the segment last week, he, he woke me up to go check out a mausoleum. He wanted to plan ahead for his grave, made sure that he got good real estate at the mausoleum. So that's what we did. Then we went Black Friday shopping. He woke me up for that the next day. And it's just some of the shit. It just, without even trying to be funny, it's hysterical. He woke me up and goes, hey, Rob, let's, uh, let's go Black Friday shopping. I said, all right, you gotta, is there like uh, some type of mall around there? No, no, we don't need to go to the mall. I said, where do you want to go? He goes, CVS. I said, CVS, you want to do your Black Friday shopping at CVS? For what? He goes, Tums. Tums? Like the stomach... He goes, yeah, they're doing a two-for-one special. So, Dad, so you want to spend your Black Friday at CVS buying stomach relief medication? You know how many stomach aches that is to go through two bottles of Tums? He goes, yeah, Rob, but it's buy one, get one free. So, yeah, it's buy one, get one free every other day at CVS. Everything in the store is 30% off according to their little stickers that they put on. The whole store is just yellow of stickers saying buy one, get one free. He goes, well, we're out of Tums. Let's go get some Tums. Let's get there early because it's going to be busy. It's going to be busy. Dad, it's not like you're saving $500 off a flat screen TV. We're, we're buying Tums. We went to CVS. We bought Tums. We came back. We watched college football. That was our Black Friday. He was dead serious. So, I mean, just seeing some of this shit, it just cracks me up. Now, before we jump into our sports segment here, we have a clip from last week that was recorded in Jupiter, Florida. It was me getting home at like 12 in the morning. The guest room is right next to my parents' bedroom, so it took me back to the high school days. You know, I kind of I had to be re- very quiet recording the podcast. It's like the, the, the airplane episode where I recorded on the, on the plane. I had to be very quiet, but we're going to take you through just a bizarre scenario out of Jupiter, Florida. Just kind of mind-boggling to me that it all actually executed. 
Now, go ahead. Gracie Ibrahim's got this clip that we're going to play for you, and then we'll jump right on into our sports segment. This was recorded last week. Gracie Ibrahim, let it rip, please. All right, well, you folks got to hear this one, okay? We're coming to you live here from Jupiter, Florida, so this is kind of going to sound like the the airplane episode we did where I kind of had to be quiet. Long story short, my parents are in the room next to me. I feel like I'm in high school. But anyway, I got to tell you guys a story. It's 11.30 at night here, Jupiter, Florida, okay, in a nice little country club. So I get a DM a couple hours ago from some gal saying, hey, Bob, I saw you post at the country club hole eight. So I was playing golf. I was on hole eight, and I took a picture from hole eight. She goes, I got news for you. My hole is hole nine. I said, oh, shit, you live in the club. She goes, I live in the club. She goes, well, what are you doing right now? I said, just kind of hanging out, not doing much. She goes, why don't you come on by? Sure thing. Don't got to say the word. Okay? So so I'm getting ready to rock and roll, put on a sweatshirt. I take a bike with this nice hoodie that I had on. I take a bike. She tells me the address. It's right across the street from where my parents live. So I kind of looked like the kid from E.T. when he's riding the bike with E.T. in the front. Just booking it down to her place. I don't know what she wants. So I, I go over there. I'm booking it on the bike. Okay, I was like a kid from the Goonies just biking along the street, 11.30 p.m. I go, I pull up to her house. I put the thing on the kickstand. I walk around this friggin' mansion. We're talking a massive house, okay? I'm walking around. I hear music, okay? I walk, I turn. This girl's a friend of the pod. This girl's a friend of the pod. She couldn't believe it. She went bananas. She didn't think I was going to actually show up. She said, I thought there was no way you would show. She goes, I got to FaceTime my friends. They're not going to believe this. We FaceTime the friends. They're going bananas too. I'm going bananas too. I couldn't believe it. So she goes, do you smoke weed? I said, yeah, from time to time. She goes, let's light one up. I go, yeah, shall we? Okay, an hour later, we're high as a kite. She's messaging her friends, and we're FaceTiming with them. Everybody's having a good time. They can't believe I'm there. I was more excited than them. I couldn't believe it. So get this. It's about, I'd say, 10 o'clock at night. Her dad comes out. This is a big old fucking mansion. Okay, just comes out, casually introduces himself. This guy's got a big old fucking smoker for a barbecue. He's got a thing of brisket in his hand. He goes, I was going to smoke some brisket. Would you like some? Yeah, sure thing. I never say no to a good brisket at 1030 at night. Nothing like a good 10.30 brisket. Fire it up in the smoker, my man. Okay, he had been marinating this fucking thing all day. Bananas. I still can't believe what's going on. We're crushing Bud Lights. Crushing Bud Lights. I, it, it was my entire Adidas hoodie just smelled like OJ Kush. The dad smoking with us were just cranking down beers. Just cranking them. Briskets in the smoker. I had a full thing of brisket. I had my brisket, had another beer, and walked out right back on the bike a block away. What an insane story. 
and you know what? If I had two mics, I would have her on the pod because I'm going to be back there tomorrow. This girl's just out of college, like two years out of college. She's doing a Friendsgiving with all her Jupiter friends. She goes, yeah, my dad's going to do another brisket tomorrow if you want to stop by for Friendsgiving. Sure thing, ma'am. So tomorrow I'm doing a pre-Thanksgiving Friendsgiving with girls that aren't my friends. They're friends of the pod. I mean, it's insane. So one of the girls that she's friends with had a boyfriend that follows. So she was calling him while we were FaceTiming. She's FaceTiming with him and then sees I'm actually there. He goes nuts. She's going nuts. The dad's got the brisket in the in the barbecue. He had no idea who I was. He didn't care. The smoker was going. I'm talking fucking bananas. Chaos here in Jupiter. I will never forget this. Now, I'm going to go back to sleep. I just heard my mom. I think she woke up. I swear, it's like I'm back in high school. I smell like a blunt. I'm trying to be quiet. My parents are in the room next to me. Unbelievable. Anywho, moving on. Grace, I am yet to take an Uber ride without having an Uber driver tell me about their side hustle. They're always very open to letting you know that, yeah, they're Ubering, but they want to confirm with you that it is indeed a part-time thing. Like, I don't care. If you're Ubering, you're Ubering. But you get in, it's like, hi, sir, how are you? Hey, how you doing? Just want to let you know, I actually have a uh, side business. I own a uh, chauffeur company. Uh, it's called uh, Ramirez Limousines Company. So if you ever need a limousine, you let me know. This is just a part-time thing. It's like, okay, I just asked how you were doing, but uh, good luck to you and Ramirez uh, Limousines there. Nothing but the best to you. But the the reason I said this, I, I had to take my grandma. We took an Uber, okay, from Orlando, Florida to my parents in Jupiter. I had to stop by and get her. We're talking about a four-hour Uber ride. That's a lot of side hustles for this guy to tell me about. But we get into the car. My grandma's knocked out in the first 30 minutes. So it's just it's just three hours and 30 minutes with me and this nice young fella named Larry. Hey, Larry, how you doing? So I had nothing to do. I had checked my Instagram timeline, all that good stuff. I got three and a half hours with Larry now. Let's lock it in. So let's start some conversation. So Larry starts telling me about his side hustle I immediately went to the phone and just put this in for a podcast bit. This is too good to be true. I say, Larry, what do you do on the what do you do on the side? He goes, believe it or not, I actually transfer horse semen throughout the country. I said, uh, um, did you just say horse semen, Larry? You're in the semen business, huh? Horse semen. That's what Larry from Ocala, Florida does. He transfers grade A Horse semen, preferably thoroughbreds. There's a big market. Believe it or not, the semen industry is a big industry. Just waiting for some new players to come make a push. I'm dead serious. This is what this guy says. And apparently, there's a real business in it because what people do is they take horse race semen and they fertilize it, whatever you do to it, and you make a fucking horse. 
you 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 make a a sea biscuit and put him into the racing industry, and people will pay top dollar, says Larry, for good horse semen. So going back to Sea Biscuit, great horse, great racing horse, had to be a thoroughbred. What did they do? They had Sea Biscuit have sex. They got Sea Biscuit semen and then reproduced a new Sea Biscuit, and guys pay a fortune for it. So that's what Larry does. But not only does Larry sell it, he delivers it as well. So he also decided to inform me and my grandma, who would have just lost her shit, God forbid she was awake. He goes, yeah, actually, I drop after I drop you guys off, I'm headed up to Kentucky to go drop a shipment off. I said, so, Larry, let me just get this straight. Somewhere in the vicinity of this vehicle right now, there I am sitting next to horse semen. He goes, yeah, well, it's in a vial. It's all uh, boxed up. I said, oh, okay, well, that's comforting, Larry. You sure you don't want to drop the semen off first? Why don't we just stop at Kentucky and then head down to Jupiter, Florida? I kind of want to see how the whole semen industry goes. I mean, this is this is just in, insane. I said, so Larry, let me ask you something. If I just so happen to purchase the semen, can I track my semen? And, <laughs> and it's... <laughs> I was really asking these questions. You know, it sounds funny, but I, I was just kind of in awe of the whole thing. I, he talked about it. He was he was dead serious. You know, and, and this is this guy's living, so I, I wasn't laughing. I really had a lot of questions. You know, in the fr- at first when I was asking the question, I'm sure I was smirking. But then, you know, he really got into it. He's passionate about his semen. <laughs> so... <laughs> I mean, and I said, are you know, are you legally allowed to to do it? He said, state to state is fine. However, there is a law against transferring domestic semen into international seas. That's where you have a problem. So, if you're looking to transfer semen state to state, fair game. You can go Florida to New Jersey. You could go New Jersey to Connecticut. Whatever it may be, fair game. But you can't go New Jersey to Europe. With the semen, which is something else that I found pretty interesting, is there a is there a, a an app a semen app track where you kind of track make sure your semen's been delivered? And he even got on to telling me there's actually auctions that they do, and he goes to them all the time. He he auctions on semen. They tell you about the horse, where it's from, where it's been fed. I mean, so like if you if you wanted organic semen. There might be a market for that. It's just insanity to me. And this guy, mind you, Larry's doing okay for himself. So, you know, I don't know how much long he'll be Ubering, but that's where he was going. He was going to Kentucky after he dropped us off in Orlando to go drop off this semen. And I just kept asking questions just to fill up the hour. I, I, I was just blown away by all this. I said that, you know, we got into, does it have to be refrigerated, room temperature? I, I mean, does does the horse get something out of this? It's just, and, and another thing he said, each time the horse ejaculates, the stock on the horse goes down. Imagine if that was the case for humans where every time you have sex or you ejaculate, your stock as a human being goes down. You're not worth as much. It's like, yeah, I make $250,000 a year, but 
I jack off twice a day. I'm no good. No, nobody's going to want my semen. I, I, and so I, I kind of want to explore into this business a little bit and just, I, I wanted to ask Larry more questions. You know, it kind of happened near the end of our trip where this really kicked into gear. But you imagine just doing that all day? Shit, I, I would have to do an Uber as a side hustle just to get away from semen. I mean, shit. Grace, how many times do you think I used the word semen in this bitch just now? Because if you think it's a lot now, you should have heard this Uber ride with Larry. Semen Larry is what I started calling him. <laughs> All right. Anyhow. Moving on. Grace, have you seen this new Peloton commercial? And folks, for, for those of you out here who haven't seen this, just put in Google or just YouTube Peloton. And you got to watch this video it's, a, it's like an in-home bike, and on the screen, there's like an instructor for you. So it's like you're taking a spin class, but like, you know, in the comfort of your own home. And I read that Peloton, the company, who was doing really well before this, it's like the new and upcoming thing, lost $972 million in net worth as a company, whatever it is, because of the backlash they faced for this ad. So basically what the ad is, it, it's for like Christmas. They're promoting, you know, it, uh, the, the bike as a good holiday purchase for a significant other. This guy buys a bike for his wife on Christmas in the commercial. And she comes down and it's a Peloton. It's one of those bikes and she's kind of scared to get started, but she does. And she's kind of um, documenting every class that she has. And then at the end, thanks him for, for the bike. So I, I read the article of how much backlash it, it, it gets, and I watched the video before I read the details on why it's getting backlash. Uh, Grace, I watched this video, I shit you not, 20 times to try and see. It's a 30-second commercial, and I'm trying to see what are they getting backlash for. Like, I, I, I truly could not tell what was wrong about the commercial. I thought it was a good commercial. I... And before reading the rest of the article, I wanted to see myself what what's wrong with it. So it's like I was watching game film. I just kept rewinding, rewinding. I couldn't see. I didn't see anything wrong with it whatsoever. So I keep reading in the article, and apparently what, what people are upset about is that the husband in the commercial is inferring that his wife needs to lose needs to lose weight. The wife, the girl in the commercial is beautiful. She's not, I mean, beautiful. But they're basically saying that the husband is is inferring by buying the Peloton bike that she needs to lose weight. So I, I, I watched it again. I got to be honest. I can't believe people are this upset over it. I don't see it. I don't see anything wrong with it. And maybe I'm a little fucked up in the head for that. Maybe so. But come on, guys. Are we going to be this fragile? Look, some of the stuff that, that, that companies fake backlash, face backlash for, totally justified. Just stupid things to do, whether it's an owner saying something of a football team, whatever it may be. Just stupidest, stupid things for your business to say, and I get it. But aren't we nitpicking here? 
go watch this commercial. I couldn't see what was wrong with it. But the reason I bring it up here today on episode 26 of the Brilliantly Dumb Show is the funniest thing about it all. The guy in the commercial, he's facing backlash for him. They're saying he's a shitty husband. This guy's an actor in the commercial. He's walking outside now. TMZ's outside his house. They're saying he's never going to get another commercial again. Guys, he didn't produce the commercial. He's an actor. It's like the guy who played Bane in Batman. He played the evil guy, Bane. It's like him trying to get another acting gig and then saying to him, Oh, no, unfortunately, I don't think this is going to work out. You really wreaked havoc in Gotham. What you did to those citizens in Gotham is terrible. Therefore, we cannot hire you. You are a real prick as Bane. And he never gets another job again. Guys, he's acting. So what I love is then what Ryan Reynolds did to, to counter this. You may say, how does Ryan Reynolds play into this? He then, he's got like a tequila company. Every actor has his own uh, tequila company. He put out an advertisement for his tequila company. He brought the girl in from the commercial of the Peloton commercial. And she comes in and she's sitting at a bar just pounding this tequila because of how bad that commercial went. And her friends are just there for just handing her drinks so that she can forget about ever doing this commercial. And they reference it. But it's it's... It's insane, the backlash that they've gotten for it. When you read it and you, and you see why people are upset, yeah, I, I'm not saying I can't see it, but it's so minor to get the, 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 the press coverage that it's getting. And now, if you're a husband, you better not get your wife a fucking Peloton. Even if she puts that on her list of what she wants, don't you cross that off. She could be testing you. Everybody's trying, every husband is trying to to send back their Peloton bike now. The whole thing, I've really just found fascinating. I've been following it along. But everybody's trying to send back their Peloton bike. FedEx has got their work cut out for them because they got to transfer a bunch of fucking bicycles. Find a way to ship them back to Peloton corporate. Go look at this commercial. Fascinating, fascinating stuff. Anywho, moving on. My dear goodness, Crazy Ibrahim. Now, call me crazy, but I believe it is indeed time for everybody's favorite segment before we deliver that favorite segment. I'd like to go ahead and remind you that the Brilliantly Dumb Show is brought to you none other than Windex, whip it, wipe it, clean it, spray it. My dear Lord, I put that shit on everything. Everybody's favorite segment, Miss Crazy Ibrahim, if I could just trouble you for a little bit of a drum roll, please. It's the ass Say Week by week, Tuesday by Tuesday, send them on in. Let us know what you want to hear. Submit your question for the Ask Bob segment, you know who did submit their question for the Ask Bob segment is Miss Julia Fantuzzi out of Grand Rapids, Michigan. Bob, what would you say is something you don't want your followers to know 
but you will let them know. Well, Jesus. <laughs> Fantuzzi's all over the place here. I, I, I think where Fantuzzi's going with this is she wants to know something like a guilty pleasure type or like something that I do that my fans shouldn't know that I do, but I'm still willing to tell you guys that I do, if that makes any sense. But ew, I, I, I think I kind of answered this in the with my guilty pleasure was with the Kardashians. I'm very in, I'm very into the keeping up with the Kardashians show, and I think they're very underrated. But I, I had saw this, and when I kind of, you know, put the pieces together, what Miss Fantuzzi's trying to ask here, I thought of another, another thing that I do that is not something to be proud of, by any means. But I'm willing to share it. So I hope this answers your question, Fantuzzi. Sometimes, if there's nothing in the freezer, or if I just don't have anything to eat, I have a Trader Joe's by me. And they always give out free coffee and then a food sample of like a product that they want you to, to buy, maybe like a seasonal product. And I've barely ever gone there where I didn't love the, the sample that they give you. So if I'm really hungry, sometimes what I'll do if I feel like I just walk over to the Trader Joe's. So I kind of like to, to make a free meal out of it. But you never want to be called out for something like that. I fill up a cup of coffee, and then I sample whatever it is. Like the other day, they had these potato knishes. Unbelievable, like out-of-this-world knish. It's like a, like a, for those of you who don't know, it's like a uh, something you find at a Jewish deli. A nice potato knish. So what I do, and I always have the same system, if I like what the sample is and I just don't feel like getting anything... There's, it, it's a four-step process. The first step is I, I walk up to the lady handing out the samples. And I say, oh, gee, you know, what, what are these all about? Get a look at these. Like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm interested. So I, I take the sample. I do a lap. The second part is then I come back because you don't want to piss them off. You know, you don't want to get out of line. So then the second thing I do is I'll mention, wow, these were unbelievable. So I already I already have, by the second time I come around, I put a couple things in the cart just so she knows I'm a paying customer. But now I'm intrigued. I'm showing interest in the sample. So I'll state that these are really good. So, oh my God, these are unbelievable, Sandra. Holy cow. So I gotta have another one. I take another one. I do another lap. The third step to this process is, again, showing you're a paying customer, maybe adding a thing or two extra to the cart, but then I'll ask a question about it. So what I'll do is I'll just be like, now, I just wanted to stop by. I just so happened to be in this aisle again. Sandra, do these have any mushrooms in it? Because I'm allergic to mushrooms, but, you know, if it's a little bit, I might be able to, to get through with it. It's a great knish, but does it have a mushroom? This way, again, I'm showing more interest in the product and I'm one step away from buying if she says no to the mushrooms. Take another lap. Step four, okay? You just be flat out honest. And this is just the luck of the draw on who's dishing out the samples that day. But I'll say, okay, Sandra, I, I'm hooked. How many more 
turns do I have at these samples to where I, it's getting a little ridiculous and I got to shut it down? That's when I'm just, just blunt about it. Well, I'll say, Sandra, is this out of control? Like, how many more time, how many more knishes until I've overstepped my boundary? I got to purchase the knishes and, and go home. I've showed I'm a paying customer, but now I got to be a paying knish customer. And some of them say, no, no, I have as many as you like. I take them up on that. I'll crush another eight knishes, put all the items back in the in the appropriate aisle, and then be on my way. I would say 70% of the time they do that. The other 30% will be like, yeah, man, like you got like one more knish, two more rounds, and then you got to stop. I take the one or two more rounds, and I be on my way. And that's what I do. And, and look, again, not something to be proud of, but Fantuzzi asked the question. I want to answer the question. Trader Joe's, I'm sorry. That is what I do. You have an unbelievable potato knish without mushrooms. Hope that answered your question there. Next question here on the Ask Bob segment coming here from Billy Pollard out of Manhattan, New York. Look at Mr. Pollard living that Manhattan lifestyle. Big ups to you, kid. Um, friend of the pod here is Billy Pollard. He would like to know, Bob, what do you think about the Astros cheating scandal? Um, I mean, it, it, I, I hate him for it. You know, they, they've been kicking the shit out of the Yankees for the past couple of years, and I'd like to think maybe that's the reason why. For those of you who don't know, the Houston Astros basically came up with this scheme of putting a camera in center field, and they could steal pitching signs that from opposing teams. And then they would transfer it to the dugout, and they would bang on this garbage can. They would bang two times if a curveball was coming, one time if a fastball was coming, and so not. It gives you a monster advantage. Uh, but my thing with the Pollard is, yeah, I, I hope they, they the MLB comes down hard on them. Again, more so because they've been kicking the shit out of the Yankees, what bothers me. But the biggest thing in the whole thing is you, you, you make all the arrangements to come up with this big elaborate scheme to steal pitching signs, right? So you, you relay the information from center field. You have somebody set up a camera. Somebody wire that information from the camera, send it into the dugout. Then somebody's got to go ahead and transfer the call to the batter's box so the hitter knows what's coming. My thing is you come up with this grand scheme, right? Grand scheme to give you a big advantage. But your end result after all of that is just to bang on a garbage can? Like, you don't think that's obvious? I remember watching Astro games and hearing them hit this garbage can. I didn't know it was a garbage can at the time, but it just sounded like a big gong. Just boom. And they're showing clips now. Now clips are coming out of this garbage can being banged on and, you know, the player then hitting a home run above 400 feet because he knew that a changeup was coming. But you go through all that scheming, all that plan, and the end result after all of that is just a bang on a dugout garbage can. You know, it's like when the Navy SEALs went to go get Osama bin Laden. That's as if they came up with all this plan, where they're going to land the helicopter, what room he may be in, how you get the guys in the house, do you wear night goggles, you know, all that. And then you show up to Osama's room, and all you have is a Nerf gun. 
So you just pop them in the shoulder with a little Nerf gun. Like, you got to finish out the plan. You went all this way, and you're just going to bang on a garbage can? You don't think somebody's going to catch on to this? Like, at least put, like, a buzzer on the guy where he can kind of feel it? And no? But you're just going to act as if this is some sort of pinata and just wind up and bang this thing? And not think that anybody's going to eventually say, hey, somebody's banging on a garbage can every single time one of these Astro players are launching balls into left field. I just can't believe that they, that, that was their end result. But screw them. Screw the Astros. And uh, look, again, I hope I hope the MLB comes down very hard on them. Because it's bullshit. It's Bush League. Anything from human error, if, if if you're able to steal signs from a catcher, that's on the catcher. You gotta change up your your you know your calls. You gotta do, you know, five fingers, five different signs, second sign is the pitch that's coming. That's on you. But when you bring a camera into it, that's when there's problems. And that's when it's Bush League. So thanks for the question there, Pollard and for me and Grace Ibrahim, I think that just about does it for this week's episode of the Brilliantly Dumb Show, episode 26. Had a damn good time. Good to be back in the L.A. groove here. Something to be excited about besides the holidays. What better holiday gift than to give the holiday Bob merch apparel? Friend of the pod sweaters, ugly sweaters, coffee mugs. Not today Bubba bucket hats. Not today Bubba shirts. Good quality stuff. Love to see it going around. If you get it, take a picture with it so I could see. Love seeing that shit. You know, I just want there to be a day where I'm walking through a Whole Foods and I see a Not Today Bubba shirt. Or a friend of the pod sweater. Somebody at the hot bar just loading in some mac and cheese with my face on the sweater. Love that shit. Fires me up. www.brilliantlydumb.com Get your merch today for the holidays. So on behalf of Grace Ibrahim and myself, Big Game Bob, we thank you as always for listening. Keep filing on into the DMs. Let's keep this train rolling right along. We will see you next Tuesday here on the Brilliant Dumb Show. Take care now, folks.